Welcome back to the ATM episode 72. It is a special day. The Suns won. We got hot take hail. We got hot take hail on the show. We got a lot of NBA to talk about. We're gonna be hitting on a lot of the bubble. We're gonna talk some thunder. Obviously, we're gonna hit my sons. And then, of course, since Hot Take Hale is a big Chiefs guy, we gotta talk about Mahomes being snubbed on the NFL top 100. Then to bring it home, Peter and I have our all bubble teams so far. So, Peter, Jack, how we doing today, boys? Doing pretty well. How about yourself, Jackson? Appreciate you guys having me back on. Oh, for sure, man. I'm just on cloud nine. I keep watching that Devin Booker shot over Kawhi and PG, and I mean it's goosebumps. It's was butterflies. It over Kawhi too. I think it it's was over just both PG. of them. No, 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 no. The pictures are at a bad angle. It is over both of them. There's some you look at. Kawhi has a hand in his face. Others, he's over PG. I got a picture. I'll send both of you after this. You can see him hitting it over both of them, and Tweet it's it out incredible. Too. All right, I will. Has, uh, has PG already come out and said it was a bad shot? That's what I'm waiting <laughs> for. <laughs> Peter, it's actually about that. it's my header on Twitter right now if you just want to go check it. So, oh, I mean, okay. it's already up there. We were quick on the move on this one. <laughs> you were not waiting around. Regular no, season man. dubs. Get, your, get the blood flowing. I mean, seating game dubs. This, this is regular season, bro. This is the most victorious I've ever felt after a sporting win in my life. And I didn't even get to see the game. I walked out of the office and checked the score and saw the highlights and just went freaking nuts. I've never felt what it's like to really win. I mean, this is my one team that I've had forever. Like, this is my baby. And I haven't won anything since 2008. Like, this is not even a playoff team. I don't care. We're going to be. Clearly, we're going to win the eight seed. We'll get there. But I mean, it's a lock at this point. Well, okay, let's go ahead and timestamp the show. It is Tuesday night. The Miami Heat just beat the Boston Celtics without Jimmy Butler. Bama for 21-12. and 12. Impressive dub. Uh, Jack, are you on the Suns train for the eight seed? Are you buying any of this shtick? Because they're still they're three games out right now. The Blazers, Spurs, and Pelicans are ahead of them. I don't have it in me to... Um, joined the Suns bandwagon. I'm sorry, Jackson, but um, it was a great shot by Devin Booker. Um, <laughs> Got to give me more great, than that, great man. Game, great game by Devin Booker. Um, Three and zero, even with Lou Will back. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'd love to see the Suns go steal it. Why not? These next five games are going to be a lot of fun. I mean, being completely realistic, it's going to be an incredibly tall task, especially with our easier game. The Wizards out of the way. That was like our one for sure win. These next five, I couldn't tell you verbatim what our schedule is. I know we got the Thunder on there at some point, and I know we've got a couple other solid Western Conference teams. So it's going to be tough, but at the end of the day, there is hope. And so I got to roll with my sons, but the Blazers have looked good. The Pelicans finally played Zion. They looked good. There's just a lot happening. Like this this race for the eight seed, the Spurs took off hot. DeRozan looks great. They're two and one. It's really turned out to be damn good television, Probably if you ask me. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, the only undefeated teams we have left, the Suns, oh, the Pacers, yeah. the Rockets, but that might not be the case tomorrow when you right. hear this, um, and the Raptors. I think that's it. Yeah, so that sounds right to me. Four teams out of 22, and teams that played two and three games thus far. 
So I, I, I know this isn't on the uh, on the agenda for today, but speaking of the Raptors, do you guys have them uh, pulling it out of the East? I have the field against Milwaukee. I'll tell you that. That's what I'll, I've got I'll for sure. You. All right, I'm with yeah. you. On that. I'll, I'll take Jackson. That you were saying the Heat were your team. You're. I don't. I think you said you had them out of the East. I'm still I'm, rocking with them, but there's a lot of games to be played. I could. I could waver. I'll put it on the record. I got Toronto coming out of the East. I think they've looked like the best team yet. And then Miami, honestly, I would have to put them above Milwaukee with what I've seen so far. Where's the Philly take? Philly's gone, <laughs> man. Abandon, okay. abandon the Philly ship. That I'm thing is sinking. The biggest 76ers fan I'm, of all I've time. still got it in my back pocket. It's my trap <laughs> card, but I haven't seen enough uh, quality basketball yet. Hey, the shake, shot, to pull out. the shake shot was impressive. Hey, yeah. for the town, baby. Nine one eight, put it on. Shake came up big. If they can get the sixth seed and play Boston, who's gonna match up with Embiid? That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. If they play anybody else, they're gonna lose. I've been saying that too, but at this point, there's I mean, it doesn't no. matter. They could throw Kimball Walker out there at him, and they'll probably end up beating them. Like Philly's okay. pathetic. Brett Brown's got to go. Embiid and Simmons just don't work together. I'm convinced Philly can prove me wrong. Let's just switch it up. How have you guys been feeling about the bubble as a whole? Expectations, have they been shattered? The viewing experience, the virtual fans, Jack, take it away. I think the NBA is absolutely killing it. Uh, they're, they've come out. They, they took what seemed like way, way too much time to you know formulate this whole plan. Uh, wait, like when did it come out that it was going to be in Orlando July 31st, at least two months ago. And I'm like, why don't they just start Good running them now? Uh, however, they, they took their time. They did their due diligence and they set up an awesome, awesome venue. Um, even the virtual fans are cool. They're making a little bit of noise. I mean, they're doing the best they can. Um, they're kicking every other professional sports league's ass. Uh, yep. I, I, I don't see, I don't see how the MLB or the NFL could, um, design a bubble like that, you know, just due to the number of personnel it takes to put to put a game together. But um, I mean, as of right now, the NBA is killing it. I I'm sure their ratings are, you know, every bit of what they were before for you know any regular season games. Uh, I'm just happy basketball's back and they're doing a great job with it. I could not agree more. Uh, not going to go into the ratings too much because I don't want to get political, and I'm sure that that has oh, a lot right. to do with it. I'm not pulling the card, but it, it, I don't I don't know what the ratings look like. I really have no idea, but I have been thrilled. The bubble has lived up to all expectations and exceeded them. And the virtual fan stuff, at first, I was like, ah, that's kind of cringe. I don't know how I feel about that. I absolutely love it. You get to right. see the Boston Celtics fans with their hands over their head, their jaws wide open when Devin Booker's going to hit that shot. That is what makes basketball so great and all sports so great. Like Having any fan interaction there just makes it even better. And the fact that we're getting to see 22, for the most part, really competitive teams battle it out every night in some damn good games, it's been incredible. I mean, I don't know how anybody could complain at all. I'd say really the only thing that's like noticeably different, if you're just watching it, you know, out of the, out of the corner of your eye, is the the benches, you know, being socially distanced, which is fine. Yeah. And then there's there's not a line of cameramen um, behind the basket, which I've always hated whenever players run into them, and it's like they're too damn close. I mean, they get great shots and everything. 
But uh, I mean, that that's the only thing that, you know, catches your eye as a difference. Other than that, I mean, if, if I was just watching this in February, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain at all. I could not agree more. I wish they could honestly keep the space they have under the basket heading into next season because yes. the intensity the uh, with the intensity that these guys have been playing with, I mean, they're diving all over the place. Kyle Lowry is the prime example of this. The intensity of all these games has felt like the playoffs from the get-go. And I think, obviously, that's because every team here has something to play for. It's not like teams tanking after the all-star break like we're used to seeing down the stretch of the NBA. So I got to say, this has been the best regular season basketball I think I've ever watched in the NBA. I, I don't think that's a hot take even. I know I, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think the intensity is just as, just as spot on as it would be with fans in the arena. Um, yeah. And like you said, you don't have the teams tanking. They just went ahead and sent them home packing. And I remember them talking about doing those eight teams in Chicago, and I'm like, we well, don't even try. There's no you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no I saw that on it today, and they're saying, no, we're good. I'm not going to watch deal. Knicks Cavs. It's just not no, going to happen. No one's going to. Speaking, speaking of the Cavs, did you, did you guys see that report that came out today that said that they uh, there were players on their team that were livid that they didn't get invited to the bubble because other <laughs> non-playoff teams did? No. Oh yeah. my! Who would, uh, I saw what, Tristan today. Thompson. Is he mad? I, I don't know, dude. I think I guess How Andre. Far back on the Wizards were they? I mean, the Wizards are pretty far back. I think there were a few that were relatively close to them. The Cavs but... are the worst team in the East, record-wise. Okay, they have no credibility. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I think it was like Bleacher Report or something. So, who knows? What emoji did they use? Probably the fire one. Yeah. <laughs> Cavs, Cavs pissed they're not invited to bubble. Fire, smoke, fire, smoke 100 emoji. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Screw you, Kevin Love. Give me Trey Young instead all day. Um, one thing I was going to mention that I've definitely noticed so far, a lot more technical fouls, a lot mm-hmm. more flagrant fouls, and way more traveling calls. I think the traveling's just due to guys being rusty and not have played a million games and had a ton of action already. Um, but like the travels off the catch, yes, like, off like the catch, there's been a right, and yeah. I don't know if maybe the refs came out with the emphasis of calling that a little bit better, but there's been a oh, lot wow. of times where I've thought, since when is that being called in the NBA when the call was made? But I'm fine with it. Um, we can cut down on the travel in any way. I think it was getting a little bit out of hand, but the flagrant fouls and the technicals has been interesting because. Obviously, no one's there. You can hear everything the players say. And so, I mean, guys will be muttering stuff under their breath after a foul call or non-call, and they're getting teed up. And it's just amazing to see because, obviously, if there are fans in there, never in a million years are any of these texts going to happen. And the flagrant fouls are just soft. I don't know what's up with the refs calling all those. Yeah. Um, and, and I, to that point, I kind of wish they'd crank the audio up a little bit. I think they're doing a pretty good yeah. job of uh, – of you know watering tape delay uh, (laughs) i really wish espn or tnt would let a couple more f-bombs slip that'd make it a little more (laughs) like the last dance just just let the fans know ahead of time give it an explicit version get ready to roll pg-13 nba basketball (laughs) no the benches have been awesome too without the fans seeing these guys jump up every single time it, it, it truly is like a college bench mob in March Madness. Yeah. How hyped these guys get. So those guys are at least adding something that we can't get without the fans. 
Yeah, honestly, the benches kind of remind me of high school baseball. You know, like obviously no one's going to watch you in high school. (laughs) You're literally creating all of the energy and enthusiasm on the bench. Like the coaches walking down the bench, like get up, get up, get high, get high, make some noise, make some noise. I feel like that's how the coaches are on the bench. Like Thonis, make some noise for Giannis. Like get hype, come on, bring some energy, get the bench going. It's a whole different dynamic, but it's cool. I mean, it's just such high energy and such good basketball. It's awesome to watch. We, we were talking about the eighth seed. I got to know your guys' pick. Who comes out? Realistically, Portland. New Orleans. Oh, okay. I'm with you. I got I have Portland as well. I brought this up because I remember, the. I want to say the last episode I was on, or maybe it was two episodes ago that I was on, uh, we, we talked about this. And um, Jackson, you may have forgotten your take, but I, I haven't. Because I, oh. I, I picked Portland. You said the Spurs. And the Spurs do not look like a terrible option now. Obviously, we didn't honestly know don't that even remember we, that. We have but... these playing games. No, I didn't think you would. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just helping. You know, I'm hot take hail. Huh. I'm, al- I'm always here to back other people's hot takes. So. Okay, thank you. Uh, well, hey, yeah, that one. I, I, I got you, bro. I respect thank it. You. I um, think the Blazers' backcourt is too good, and Nurkic has been a monster. Nurkic has been good, but my only thing with Portland. Have y'all seen their remaining games? I just go go pull up their schedule. They can beat anyone. Both of you. No, no, no. Pause. Both of you pull up their schedule right now and tell me with any confidence at all that you think that team can win more than two more games. Well, they could win this one tonight. So after after this Houston game, uh, Nuggets, Clippers, Sixers, Dallas, Brooklyn. I think they can definitely win two games. Oh, they, can, they got they Brooklyn at the end. They can beat yeah. Philly, they can beat Dallas, and they, they will beat Brooklyn. Oh, damn, okay, I guess that's fair. I was oh. really thinking that Brooklyn was going to be the only win in there, but it'll depend on Denver if they have Gary Harris and Will Barton and Jamal Murray back because I think that's a totally different Nuggets team. As long um, as you don't go to overtime with them. Yeah, I was going to say, do y'all just want to go ahead and switch up to the Thunder here since we're just kind of naturally talking about the Nuggets and that was the most recent game we're coming off? MPJ, Jack. Did join the list of the random Thunder Killers. Um, don't get me wrong. It's my rookie MPJ, year pick. MPJ <laughs> is great. I, you know, I, I think he'll be a stud. I think, you know, a lot of people predicted him too after a little bit of time. But, uh, dude, he balled out in the absence of those guards. Um, he, he killed us, dude. And, and, and it's just like the Thunder. Usually the teams of the past, they just give up a random, you know, 30-point outing to – you know, uh, the Terrence Rosses of the world. Andrew uh, Wiggins. Wig- yeah, dude, oh, Wiggins, Wiggins is the Thunder Killer. J.K. Dude, I promise, every every game we played against a team that was outside of the playoffs last year, this is the Russ PG team, go look at it. I guarantee 90% of them had one guy put up 30 who is not doing that on a consistent basis. But, uh, you know, it, it was – when it comes down to it, it was a really fun game to watch, minus all the foul calls. Uh, that really slowed Brutal. it down and, you know, kind of frustrated it a little bit. But, it, dude, it was neck and neck the entire game. And, uh, you know, D- Denver, they had a little more gas in the tank whenever it came down to it. So, respect to them. Yeah, uh, the Schroeder loss is killing us. That's my main takeaway. When he – I mean, his absence alone stood out like a sore thumb – Whenever Chris and Shay aren't on the floor together, I have no idea who's initiating our offense. 
I think it was Mitch who joked about Steven Adams running the show like he's Bam out of bio. I said bring Ray Felton back. No, absolutely not. But uh, Chris Paul? Shea, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If Shay's going to get in foul trouble, which I'm not expecting again, I just don't know what we're going to do. And I think Billy can do a good job of staggering the minutes between him and Chris. But coach of the Year, Billy Donovan? Yeah, yeah. Co-Coach co- of the Year, Billy. <laughs> this just hurts us a lot. And the Jazz win looked like the team I was expecting to see all the rest of the way. I was like, we're a lock for the three seed if we're going to play like this. Schroeder leaves to be with his wife and with his new baby. God bless him. But we need him. And I've lost a lot of confidence after watching that game. She popped that sucker out today. So, okay. I'm thinking what, Schroeder? You need three days, brother? The report I the report I saw said he would be back for the playoffs. So I guess that's all that matters. Uh, Jack, the Clippers. Jack yeah. I wanted to ask you, what is your biggest concern going forward with the Thunder? Like, first of all, realistically, how far do you see us going? And then what's your biggest concern long term here this season? Um, I mean, I, I think it's the same concern you've had all year since they, you know, really started heating up was the lack of star power. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the big, the big plus this team has is how balanced they are. There's no holes in the team, you know, whenever, right. whenever, whenever everybody's there, that is. But I mean, you know, Chris Paul is going to go get you 17. He can get you 10 assists. Shea can, you know, he can go get you 30, but Who's going to be that guy if, if say, we do get past a Utah or a Denver um, or if we have to play a Houston in the first round is going to go toe-to-toe with, you know, uh, Westbrook, Harden, Leonard, George, LeBron, AD. Um, that's that's what's most concerning is just, you know, the, the most obvious thing, I think. I hear that. Um, one thing I will say, we should hope for Houston first round, the Clippers second round, and let me tell you why. That's the yeah. Chris Paul revenge tour, and that petty man will be going nuts those games. Oh, sign me the up. whole series. Just inject into my veins. <laughs> I'm saying I, it would be fun to watch. I was rooting for the Jazz series like we all were. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get it now. I, I really think we might slide down to the six with Schroeder gone. So I, I actually do think we can beat Denver if that's the case. I was surprised that they played MPJ over Jeremy Grant. He pretty much stole all of his minutes. It was like a little role reversal between them two. But when Schroeder's back, we have three guys who can get a bucket late in games. Best clutch lineup in the league. Schroeder can get a bucket at any time, drive into the rack. And that was what we missed. So in a seven-game series, when the games are close, I think that's a team we can hang with. But I totally agree with the wings of the Clippers and then LeBron, who's going to guard him on our team. Right. I, I, I do. The Nuggets scare me a little bit more than I think other Thunder fans, uh, just, just because every single time we play them, it's a struggle because of uh, the mismatch between Jokic and Adams. Like, Jokic yeah. is exactly what Adams does not need to be guarding, and yep. he exposes him every time. And, and that's no disrespect to Stephen Adams; like he's still doing his thing. But you know, he just doesn't need to be on the perimeter defending half the game. 
like I said, yeah. I think we were texting. I, I said the two guys that destroy Steven Adams are Jokic and AD. So good thing we're getting Denver and LA out of the way, you know. Hey, man, you never know. Phoenix might get into the eight. And if Phoenix gets into the eight, I'm telling you right now, they're taking the Lakers to seven. Okay. Devin Booker is about to make his name known across the world. Hey, I mean, we're in the bubble. We're in the bubble. We didn't even know we'd be here. Anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. Jack, you don't sound supremely confident in our thunder the rest of the way. But I earlier, mean, earlier you were saying, keep it together. Don't blow it up. No, I never wanted to blow the team up, and I still stand behind that. Uh, there was no reason to do that. What are we going to do, get more assets? Like, we're already loaded. Like, I have uh, a counter for that. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm more merrier, but I mean, I, I just wanted to see this team see how far they could go. And I, I still think that second round would be – amazing for Thunder fans just after being put out in the first round three years in a row. And I, I still That's think fair. I still really think it's doable. Okay. After this season though, obviously we're all hoping for a run this year and to go as far as we can. Who knows, maybe Western Conference Finals or something incredible. But after this year, do you really think that this team could add some more weapons, maybe cash in some of those future assets for a star? Do you think there's anything we can do that gets us into the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks conversation or anything that even gets us to the point where we actually think we could beat them in a seven-game series? Like, that's my only thing is, is it worth cashing in those assets if we still couldn't beat them for three to four years anyway? It's hard to say. Well, I mean, we'll have to see what Gallinari does. Uh, he, he, dude seems to be really happy with, with the team. Maybe he takes a pay cut and comes back. I would love that. I think he uh, needs to. If we're sign and trade. Him. I wouldn't mind signing and trading him. I think he's yeah. a valuable enough asset that we could do that potentially. I, I think he's a, he could be a valuable player on any team at any level in this league, and he's been great for us. So uh, I'd love to hang on to him. Um, I, there's just so many different avenues this team could take. Like they could still just go trade Chris Paul, um, they and you know ha- officially handshake the the reins. Uh, I think after this year, Adams will only have a year left on his contract, so he'll be going and to right. Uh, and Schroeder, yeah, that's true. Um, and Roberson's Schre- gone. Schroeder's going to need more money than what he's getting, though. He's getting 15 a year. Somebody will, go- somebody will pay him, you know. Somebody will give him 18 20 to 20. 25. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 18 might be all I can get in this offseason just because the cap's going to be so screwed up. But I-, I agree, or I guess it'll be next summer, but I still think it'll be messed up. Yeah. Um, I mean, my ideal scenario, I've been saying this, you know, since we had – since KD left is go get Bradley Beal. Who knows if that's yes. doable. Um, I'm here for that. I'm still on that train. Go get Bradley Beal. Go send him however many first round draft picks they want and, you know, make the money work, get, get it done. If you throw Bradley Beal on that team, minus, uh, you know, a few young guys, I don't know who else they would take. I know he couldn't be traded this year because of his contract, but right. I mean, but, I mean, they also have John Wall coming back, so why would they want to trade Bradley Beal? Yeah. Um, and and then there's there's all sorts of guys out there who could, you know, come out and be the disgruntled star. Like, who knows uh, if Embiid's going to want to stick around in Philly. Who knows oh, if, uh, wow. Yeah, see, I was actually trying to push it on Peter of what if we convinced Philly to take Chris Paul and three first-round draft picks for Ben Simmons? 
see, I think, much, in my opinion, you I think, think so. Yeah, I think a Christopher wow. Simmons deal makes sense for both teams. I don't know what the right package would be. I think Three, they'd want a lot just because Chris Paul, you have a one to three year window to get it done. Ben Simmons, you have a 10 year plus window, they, probably. They either need a new coach, that's or, a given, or I don't think Simmons and Embiid is ever going to work. I would like to see one to two years with a different coach. I don't know if their organization is that patient, but I think it would be a home run move to get an amazing point guard who can actually get the ball to Embiid on I mean, the regular. Trust the process. Yeah, I think so I think they got some patience. Long. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's Most that's my team in the NBA. Right. That's my only thing is I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on Ben Simmons just yet or Embiid, but they've got to get rid of Brett Brown because imagine them if they had a Brad Stevens type coach or even like a Rick Carlisle, that team would be Thibodeau, light year better. Honestly, someone who had them playing defense. Thibodeau would be getting defense. in some asses. He Plus, would be on Embiid's head. I thought about that today. I was like, wow, then the Knicks hired the Sixers best coaching option, honestly. <laughs> might be i'd take fizz there but my guy's not getting much love after that nick stint no no that that didn't do him any favors no. so so you're on the keep it together train you're not ready to see us drop out of the west because the west next season is going to be totally loaded with a healthy warriors team zion in year two with the for the full season Jaw and Jaron Jackson, if he's healthy after this meniscus injury we just heard about, um, what other teams are there? I, I mean, I don't see the West getting Phoenix. any easier. Phoenix, that's not Thank even you. a joke at this point. Put some respect on the name. It's yeah, not a joke at this point. It actually has to be said. Here's my theory behind it is is I'm like, just like this year, is, is I still don't feel like there's a reason to drop out and tank. I, I think – our team is so young and we're going to keep getting these young guys coming in um, with all these first round picks. I, I say just keep throwing them in there to compete because, you know, after two, three years, you know, Kawhi and Paul George, their contracts are going to be up. Russ and Harden's contracts are going to be up. No, I mean, let's see how long LeBron plays. Uh, I mean, if you keep getting these guys valuable you know, playoff experience, like, you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander, you get Baisley in there. Um, yeah. You know, all, all these young guys, I, I think that's going to pay off in the long run more so than it would, um, you know, dropping out and getting rid of the guys like Chris Paul, Gallinari, and Steven Adams. Um, I, I, I say just keep swinging, swinging for the fence, but, uh, it, it, you know, in a cautious way. I mean, we're not, we're not going out and be, Presti's no, Presti's no idiot. He's proven yeah. time and time again that he's, you know, if not the best, but one of the best GMs in the league. Definitely. Uh, Jack, Peter, and I were cooking up the old trade machine the other night. And speaking of Phoenix, one idea that came to mind that would make a lot of sense for both teams from every angle we looked at it as a Suns fan and Thunder fans, why didn't OKC go after Kelly Oubre this offseason? He's got one year left in his deal. Bridges is balling out. It doesn't look like Phoenix really needs Oubre. Cam Johnson's been pretty good too. So to all the haters that laughed at that pick, suck a fat one. Um, But I think 
Tsunami Poppy in OKC would be pretty wild. And I don't know if he would want to go there at first, but I'm sure he would embrace it. And after a even a day or a couple weeks, he's going to feel all the love and just kind of make it his brand sort of. Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, you have guys, I mean, look at, look at Shay. He came from LA and he's, he's Mr. Drip God. Uh, Mr. Drip God too. I mean, those guys are doing just fine in Oklahoma city. Uh, True. So I don't know if that's going to be a big issue, but I mean, I don't hate it. Give me, I'd take Kelly Oubre, you know, every single day of the week. I was Heck thinking yeah. we give them this year's first round pick, and then they probably want something more in there. We'd need so a little bit just to get we, the money we right. Just toss in, uh, this is the joke. We just toss in Terrence Ferguson and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Dude, want that I, man I, on any roster of a team of mine. Hey, we'll see what Presty has to say about Ferguson after this year because Presty's the king of talking his players up in the exit interviews about you know what they're developing coming to next like look, look what he did with, Can- with Cantor. uh like i'll refer back to that like after after uh the 17 season and then we when we traded him for Mello, him and mcdermott like i remember in the exit interview Presty was like yeah Cantor, uh we're really we're going to expand his three-point jumper it's been something we've been working on obviously the defense is uh is really coming along <laughs> the next thing you know, you know, the Knicks taking the bait for it, which I mean, don't get me wrong, we were we were trading for Carmelo, but yeah. uh, I mean, it didn't, it didn't work out for either squad, like, but uh, and then like Serge Ibaka, like the Raptors got Terrence Ross out of that Serge Ibaka deal. We got Gallinari, Shea, and five first round picks, and after a couple years, so I don't know. Yeah, I I I, I just trust Presty. I just hope that we can keep Steven Adams on a way, way, way lower deal, like $12 million a year instead of the 26 he's going to get next season. Schroeder, if we – I mean, it's going to be tough because Shea's going to be coming up, ready for a new deal. We're going to have to pay him. I don't know I, what I, we're going to do. I wanted to keep Schroeder around. He's still, he's still young, like very young. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think he could be a Lou Will type for, I don't know, five, six more years for yeah. sure. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what Presti does. Like I said, there's just so many different routes you could take with this team. I And I say we just li- live in the bubble right now. Fair enough. Well I like said. that. That's a, that's a great answer. Well said. All right, well, should we hit a little bit of NFL before we let you go here, Jack? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple things to say about the NFL. All right, well, Jack's got some stuff prepared. He's got something he needs to get off his chest, so we're just going to let him loose. Jack, have at it. Let it all out, brother. All right, so it came out a week ago. My boy, Patty Mahomes, is the fourth best player in the NFL, according to <laughs> NFL Network and all the players who voted. Um, what utter blasphemy. Like, what are they thinking? Who voted on that? I need a recount. That's total bullshit. Lamar Jackson, number one. Guess how many times he's beat Mahomes? None. Guess how many times Mahomes has beat him? Two. Guess how many times Lamar Jackson's been to the playoffs? Two. Guess how many games he's won? None. Zero. Patrick Mahomes, 
five and one in the playoffs. You saw what he did. What else did the man need to do to be considered the greatest football player on the face of this earth? I can't tell you a damn thing. He throws for 5,050, gets an MVP, and is a coin flip away from going to the Super Bowl that he would have won in his first year as a starter. Second year comes back, you know, battles back from injury, rallies that team, three double-digit comebacks, Super Bowl champion. Wow. What the hell? I mean, don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson's great. Totally deserved the MVP this year. But most valuable player – is not the best player in the league. I mean, look at LeBron James over the last few years, for God's sake. Like, yeah, okay, here's an example. This season you take the Ravens, and they, if they still have Joe Flacco, are they a playoff team? Probably not. If you put Joe Flacco on the Chiefs, are they a playoff team? Probably so. They're not winning the Super Bowl. But my so, – so here's what I'm trying to say here is Lamar Jackson, have your MVP. You're not even fucking sniffing the best player in the world. That's Patrick Mahomes. He's the face of the league. He threw out the notepad emoji for a reason. He's coming back with vengeance. Keep throwing fire or keep throwing gasoline on the fire. Sign me up for 12 more years of Mahomes. Guarantee he's number one by the end of next year. Hey, they're jealous, man. They're all petty. They're mad that he got the big deal. They're mad he won the Super Bowl. Honestly, they're in denial. Hey. They hate us because they ain't us. I really do think that's it. Like all jokes aside, I think that's the only reason why anybody with eyeballs that work could say he's not the best player in the world. Russell Wilson carried the Seahawks without a doubt. Um, yeah, but he hadn't won anything in a while. How the like, hell is he better than Mahomes? I'm saying. Aaron Donald, best defensive player on the planet, hands down. I totally agree. But just – the crazy thing to me is that there were two quarterbacks ahead of Mahomes, not just Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. What? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I want to know when the vote was taken. Was it like right after Mahomes got injured? Must have been. Whenever, you know, the Ravens were what? Were they like 10 and 2, 10 and 1 at some point? One of those losses was to Mahomes. Yeah. I don't know, but whenever Terrible. the. Whenever the Thunder move to Kansas City, you can move up here as well. Oh, shut up. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Kansas City fan. Why don't we just move the Knicks to Kansas City? Oh, hey, there we go. There's an idea. New York should lose all sports teams privileges. They don't deserve New York, New York and Detroit. Yeah. Detroit's the worst sports city in America right now. Why does Detroit have that many sports teams? If you mind me asking, like, is Detroit really that big of a city? Like, that because prominent? They used to be huge because of Ford, but. Oh, that makes sense. kind of falling apart a little. I'm not a Detroit expert, so. Gotta be careful <laughs> uh, here. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to your question. Oh, we, somebody start the petition. B Rab on here and ask him. <laughs> Move the Pistons on over to Kansas City. There we go. You might as well just dismantle the roster at that point, too, and see if you could start as a uh, expansion team and have you a little draft because that'd be better off than taking the Pistons roster. But Hey, another guy that Thunder could go after, go grab Blake. That's I'm, not a bad I'm idea. Down, I'm down. Bring Blake home. Bring that'd Blake, be fun. Bring Buddy I, home. Bring Trey do you home. Think, I'm down for bringing Buddy home. I was pitching that the other day in the group text. I don't like it. Kind of, kind of didn't get much love back. But um, you think Chris Paul and Blake would give it another shot, or was that relationship in ruins? I I forget, I forget about that. Um, I mean, 
who knows? You'd have to ask them. Yeah, there's no telling, honestly. <laughs> Both of them are petty enough. They could be best buddies by now, or they might hate each other's guts still. Yeah. Jack, let's see how our Thunder finish this stretch. I've got faith. Like you said, let's live it. Or what did you say? I'm so living in the bubble. Just living in the bubble. Living in the bubble. We're just living in the bubble. Hot take hail. Thanks for coming on. Jackson, you got anything else? No, sir. Appreciate it, Jack. Thunder up. Hopefully we get some dubs. I'm with you on that one. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Jack. That was awesome. Good talking to you as always. Now, Jackson and I are going to finish up here with our all-bubble teams. We got five players and an MVP and a few guys in our supporting cast. Jackson, take it away. Who is your MVP of the bubble? You know who my MVP is. It is Devin Booker. My man hit the game-winning shot today over Kawhi and PG, one of the few undefeated teams left in the bubble. Devin Booker, that is a name to know. Phoenix is coming for the eight-seed. Let's go, Suns. Yeah, we already talked about it a little bit with Jack. I got Booker on my all-bubble team so far as well. He's put up 30.7 points per game. Game winner over the two wings from the Clippers. Chauncey on the broadcast and his partner. Sorry, I don't know your name. (laughs) They were talking about whether or not Booker would be an all-NBA guy next season. And I think it's time. There's just no way he's he's up to that like veteran status in the league. He's already been an all-star. I think he has to be because he's going to be scoring close to 30 points a game next season anyway. As long as the Suns are winning games, he has to be on there. But kind of like the Trey Young thing, how a lot of people argued he didn't even deserve to be an all-star, especially starting because his team's not winning. I get it. Yeah. That's a fair argument. But Phoenix is showing right now they're going to be competitive next year, and Devin Booker is not going to be playing around. I mean, I this is such a hot take, and it's so early, but I think he's going to be even in the MVP conversation potentially. I think it's possible. I think he could uh, he could have a Luka type season. Yes, like, he's probably not going to be the front runner like Luka isn't this year, but he could be in that top five. I can see that. He's going to go on a stretch at some point through, you know, 10, 12, 20 games or something where he gets hot and he's going to definitely be in the conversation. But we can wait on that till next year. Let's go through our all bubble teams so far in its entirety. Uh, You want to start us off with your MVP, I guess, since we haven't heard it yet. (laughs) We can do that. I wanted to say on the Suns, though, Aiton looking like a classic 2010 guy picking up from our combo last week and bridges as well. We hit on that with Ubre. He should be starting next season. Let this guy develop, let him play. He looks like the piece for the future there. Yeah. We, uh, we mentioned it with Jack. I think it's time to trade Ubre and I love Ubre. I love what he's brought to Phoenix. I love the energy. I love the swagger season. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of seemed like a culture shift for a little bit and he brought a lot of intensity and a lot of energy when he played and it rubbed off on everyone. And, kind of turned into the culture it seemed like i'd never seen him play that hard and so you know appreciate what he did but bridges is gonna be better so don't let the door hit you on the way out of town (laughs) okay my bubble mvp this is an easy one tj warren cash considerations his new nickname is cash or cc warren instead of tj warren We can workshop those nicknames, but I think we have to call him Cash for now. 53, 34, 32 32 today against the Magic. 
This guy cannot miss. He's been on fire all over the floor, not known as a three-point shooter. That's probably why the Suns traded him. Now he's just filling it up all over the floor, looking like an all-star. Yeah, he's going nuts, man. It's it's insane to watch. And I mean, I'm sure if he were still in Phoenix, he'd probably putting up about 13 points a game. He'd be in the Ubre role, five percent. Yeah, he'd be in the Ubre role. But it, it, I don't know, man. I can't believe we made that trade. But at least we got to talk about Phoenix doing something good before we had to talk about this. So it is what it is. But TJ Warren and the Spurs look good. I mean, the Pacers. I'm, Holy shit. Yeah, TJ Warren and the Pacers look good. I had no <laughs> idea that this man had that type of game in him. Yeah, and if they keep playing like that, they're probably going to hold off Philly, get the five seed. We'll see if they can catch up to Miami. Miami plays Milwaukee next, but Milwaukee got beat by the Nets today and played Giannis only in the first half. So yeah, I think I Miami's going to pick up another dub there. Uh, but they look good so far. Brogdon came back from a cervical strain. So exciting team next year. I think Sabonis has a chance to come back in the playoffs, but we'll see on that. Yeah, I think I they don't got know. a bright I mean, future. They have a bright future, and it's awesome to see what they're doing, but there's no way they get past Miami in the first round. Yeah, no way. No way. Okay, who's your number two guy? My number two guy here, I'm rolling with DeMar DeRozan. Spurs have looked oh, good. Talked right. about it earlier. They're two and one. DeRozan's averaging 24 points, seven assists, and he's shooting 60% from the floor. The guy has not taken any bad shots, and he's hit some clutch, clutch buckets down the stretch in these three games so far. He's a big part of the reason why they've got those two wins. Yeah, the true veteran leader on that team. He had the pump fake against Memphis. Dylan Brooks bid on, hit the game-winning free throws to seal that one up. He's been awesome. Everyone counted out the Spurs for the eighth seed. I'm pretty sure we didn't even talk about him on our previous stuff we've done. Yeah, I gave him he, no chance. Yeah, he's got him right in there. Two games back as of right now. We'll see what happens if Portland pulls out this game against Houston. Very impressive stuff. Like I said, the West is going to be sick next season. I don't really see what's going to happen with them either. DeRozan's got a player option this offseason. He's probably going to take that with the, all the COVID uncertainty. I think they oh, could be right back there. That. Yeah, I don't know. I could see them making some trades also because I think Pop knows that it's time to let these younger guys get the minutes and develop, and they're not going to have a chance. But I, I don't know. Pop, there's there's no telling. You think Pop goes, hands the keys over to Becky Hammonds, and they get rid of DeRozan? As crazy as it sounds, I actually think there's a chance that happens i think she's going to be the coach i could see her and tim duncan co-coaching and doing like a coaching tandem or like one of those deals where like i don't think duncan wants to be a head coach see that's the thing i don't think he wants to be the sole head coach and i don't think becky hammond I, i don't know i could see her saying like i want to do this with tim tim's a guy that has won so many rings and been with this organization forever if like there's no one more deserving than him to take the reins eventually, I want to do it with him. I don't know. It it could it might be head coach, assistant coach type thing, but I think Tim Duncan's going to be pretty involved in their coaching scheme for the long haul, or Pop wouldn't have brought him on at the end of his coaching career. Yeah, we'll see there. I think she'll take the job. My number two guy, the Toronto backcourt. That's actually two people, <laughs> but they deserve the recognition. Kyle Lowry against the Lakers Saturday night. That felt like a playoff game, more so than any game I've watched. 
the defensive intensity that these guys brought was amazing. Lowry's taking charges. He went five of nine from three. He was hitting some huge shots for Toronto. Honestly, carried them in that game. Got the double-digit win. Dropped a 33-14-6 and six line. And then Fred Van Vliet against Miami, who we both, we both believe in as a contender in the East. He drops 36, goes seven, and tw- 7 of 12 from three. And I heard this stat today. They are 60-18 and 18 when Fred Van Vliet is in the starting lineup. That doesn't surprise me. Fred Van Vliet's a dog, and he's going to be a free agent this summer. And I think Toronto's going to throw Darnier a max deal at him to keep him. I think they'd be dumb if they didn't. But Suns go after him, baby. I want that man. Because Fred so, Van Vliet, dude, he's insane. Like What he's done with Toronto is incredible, especially as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, and I was looking at um, his or like the Toronto cap structure. Marcus Saul and Abaca are both free agents this offseason. They're both making around twenty-five-ish mil in right. that ballpark. They got, they got room. I think both of them will take less money. I don't know where they're going to get more than that on the market. I could see Abaca getting a healthy like sixteen mil or eighteen mil from somebody. Not this summer or this yeah. offseason. I mean, we'll see, but I, I think depending on how the season plays out, all of those guys could say, hey, we want to run it back because I think they could I think they could go deep. The Clippers, we could talk about them more later if you want. I think the chemistry isn't there yet. I think they're beatable in a playoff series. I'm, uh, I think I'm honestly fine. thinking the Toronto Raptors might be my favorite right now. It's crazy how much things have changed in it's, just it's, a few it's days. It's an overreaction, and it's probably recency bias, but well, all around, but they have been the best team. Yeah, and I mean, Milwaukee, it kind of sucks because our takes on Milwaukee, how they're going to get beat in the playoffs and everything like that. I mean, this bubble is a playoff atmosphere, and it's being shown right now that they are not by well, far the best team you, in the East. You just have to and, throw today out. Oh, I'm, I'm not considering today. Just watching both of their first two games. I mean, Jason Tatum, if he doesn't go, if he cuts his hair earlier and doesn't go two for 17 and just play absolutely abysmal and miss like seven key shots down the stretch of that game, Boston's wiping them with the floor. I mean, they're up 15 points probably, and they really choked that game away to Milwaukee. So I've seen nothing that has impressed uh, me yet by the Bucks, And I understand that, it doesn't matter to them. They've got the one seed locked up, but they've thrown, I mean, except for today, they've thrown their rotations and their actual lineups out there and sure they're missing Pat Connaughton, but that's not. That couldn't be it, Houston either. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I'm not impressed at all by Milwaukee. Yeah. So our initial takes on Toronto and Miami have looked really good. I just think, Top to bottom, everyone they throw at you knows exactly what they're doing on the floor. Defensively, they all have completely bought into Nick Nurse. Whenever they screw up, he's getting their ass. He's not afraid to call any of them out. And they're all bought in. Ananobi, he was flexing against the Lakers. He had that right-handed alley-oop flush to seal the game after hitting a couple corner threes. I mean, they're the defending champs in their heads like that. Yeah, they're playing. They don't have an asterisk by it with their team this year because Kawhi's gone and the whole Warriors team got hurt last year. Like this team is playing like they're still the champs. 
Yeah, they looked like it so far in my Definitely. eyes. Definitely. Me Who's too. Who's your third? Me too. Or your my second? My third here. My second? Well, I got Devin Booker on there, so he counts as one of them, if that's fair. Uh, we got Book, DeRozan. Well, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Just making sure. Your uh, third. My bad. I screwed that up. Who's your third my, guy? It's TJ Warren also. I've okay. got to concur with you on that one. There's just no way you can't put him on here. He's been going bonkers. Um, I'll move on to my next guy, my fourth guy here. Nikola Vucevic. And okay. that one's a little out of left field here. Orlando Magic haven't been bad. They're two and one. Granted, they've had some very easy games, but this man's been putting up 23 points and nine boards a game while shooting 62% from the floor. And he is really the staple of this Orlando offense. And the offense runs through him. I mean, this guy has been way more effective than I ever thought he would be. And he showed just how valuable he is and how important he is to this team so far in the bubble. Yeah, I can't knock you for that one. Uh, they've been playing some good basketball offensively. They took a bad loss today to the Pacers. Jonathan Isaac, God bless him. That injury was That's awful. A tough loss. That's we were a tough both loss. really hyped about him already coming off an injury on the minutes restriction, showing some huge flashes of great play. Then he goes down. I don't know if that's something that's going to completely derail him going forward. I like to think it's not going to. I hope not. Yeah, but that's tough because Fultz is starting to pan out a little bit. You got the Vooch in there, Ross hitting threes. Isaac was looking like a piece. Aaron Gordon's, some days he looks really good, other days not as much, but he still could be a piece that helps you win a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got on Orlando. I'll go ahead and go to my fourth guy. Yeah. James Harden. Gotta uh, do it. Uh, Catches a lot of flack from everybody, but 49-9-8 against Dallas in their first game. Got the OT dub. And then against Milwaukee, he only had 24 points, but down the stretch playing defense against Giannis, he proved that that team could beat a big team like the Milwaukee Bucks. Not in a seven-game series. I don't agree with that. I mean, it's one game. It's one game, but we saw it with our very own eyes. They could do it. They took 63s. They made 21. I mean, that's not even a great clip, and they got it done. So whenever they're actually hitting, they're going to be even tougher to beat. I mean, I guess that's fair. I just ah, still off the Houston Rockets. They've looked good so far, but <laughs> still don't like them in a seven game series. I'm just not buying into it. The only thing I don't like about them is Daniel House's Mickey Mouse haircut. Daniel House's jumpers look crispy clean. I mean, they just good. I got the game on in front of me. He just hit a three. God summoned it. We just made that happen. Spoke it into existence. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else on Houston here? Um, other than I think they're the third best team in the West. No, Ooh. I think they've, I think they've shown us that they are, um, Denver, not ready to go there yet with Barton and yeah, Harris we haven't out. seen their full team yet. Um, Thunder looking very, very shaky right now. Dallas. I mean, Dallas we're all high on them. But yeah, Dallas, they have, yeah. They've been disappointing been blowing games i don't think there's anyone else to throw in there utah obviously not no i think it's a three-horse race and honestly if houston played the clippers in a seven-game series right now 
I don't think people are going to be saying that after two or three more games. I mean, it's all about peaking at the right time. If Houston stays hot and they win, you know, five of their last six or somehow go eight and oh or something entering the actual playoffs, absolutely. Houston's up there. But I mean, they could finish one and four over their last five games and the Clippers could get hot and win their last five. And all of a sudden, it's a whole different story. So let, let's not overreact too much, but that that's fair statements from what we've seen so far. Okay. Let's hear your final guy. All right. My final guy on my all bubble team here is whoever explained to Alvin Gentry how a minutes restriction works, because thank <laughs> goodness they finally played Zion in the final minutes of the game. And it was a huge difference. The guy just eight buckets down the stretch and he was the difference maker. He was the reason they won the game in the last four to five minutes. And Alvin Gentry finally put it all together. And somebody told him just because he's only going to play 20 minutes tonight, doesn't mean I have to use all 20 minutes up by halfway through the fourth quarter and let him sit on the bench as we lose in a close game. So hallelujah. Finally got to see Zion on the floor at the end of the game and the Pelicans got a dub. My pick, my real pick, my locked in actual pick is still alive for the eight seed. So shouts out to whoever explained that to Alvin Gentry. I think that's a great pick. And I was ready to completely write them off for how bad their defense has been for the mismanagement of Zion. But now that they got a win and they're entering this easy sketch or easy stretch of their schedule. I like that word. Easy sketch, setch, what'd you call it? I said sketch when I meant to say stretch. I kind of like the easy sketch, like the schedule. Yeah, oh, oh okay. The easy sketch. The sketch. Like what you got on the sketch this week? Yeah. There we go. What's the sketch look like? That That's it. I like that. Well, they got to play some defense if they're actually going to make the playoffs. But that's a good pick. Um, I don't really have anything on the Pelicans. No, I just hope they get better. I think they're going to as Zion's minutes get ramped up more because it's just night and day. Yeah, while we're on it, the Grizzlies, man, three straight losses. They're Jaron Jackson Jr. meniscus tear. That one really sucks because he looks really good. He's been balling, balling. He's young, though. He's really young. I mean, I hope it doesn't impact his career long term, but no, he's it's got meniscus. It's not a it could be worse. broken knee. No, but some of those guys have those knee issues. And I mean, Jabari Parker had enough MCL, ACL, meniscus stuff. And after a while, he wasn't the same. So you I never mean, know. They just play different, though. They're very different style of the game. Guy. I mean not really justified to compare that there but yeah hopefully he sees a full recovery and he's back on back out on the court in the 2021 season at some point i think that'll be the timeline but yeah poor for memphis just sucks yeah i think it's fair to say are they gonna fall all the way out of the eight we can see a play in between portland Portland. new orleans and the spurs yeah well it can only be two teams but Essentially, yes. Well, hell, I hope if the Grizzlies fall, they fall completely out because I don't really want to watch them have to. Well, I guess they'd have to win twice. If they fall, they're falling behind a few teams. Yeah, there's I don't think there's any chance the Grizzlies are even playing in the eight seed matchup now that they don't have Triple J. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yes, sir. All right. Bring us home here with your final player on your all bubble team so far. All right. My final all bubble guy. 
I got to give it to Anthony Davis, proving why LeBron does not deserve the MVP. This guy has been a force, 34-8-4 against the Clips, 16-17 from the line. Was kind of a no-show. Yeah, was I was a, yeah, it was a little bit of a no-show against Toronto. That's okay. A huge no-show. That's all right. Against the Jazz last night, against Rudy Gobert, two-time defensive player of the year, 42-12, four assists, three steals, one block, four of eight from three, 12 of 15 from the line. The dude is insane. If he can have the balls to take it over late in the fourth quarter, that team is going to be unbeatable. Can't do that on LeBron team. It just don't work between the media, the locker room, LeBron, everyone else. Just doesn't happen. That's why they're not going to win. I he's not going to take the last shot at the end of the game, and he's going to end up turning it over, trying to get it to LeBron with three seconds left or something in Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> well, see. It's been weird to see LeBron not have to take over a game yet. He hasn't even put any effort into a game it looks like yeah except down the stretch and the very first night against the clippers he turned it on on the defensive yeah, end yeah he last did few possessions. He, he did, did. but other than that i mean the guy's just too. he's playing in cruise control other than that little stretch that we saw but it's going to come out eventually and when it really matters we're going to see peak lebron i am sure the king all right well that's my five um i'm just going to mention my supporting cast guys yeah, you I even need to go into it. Visions. Okay, who are they? They're Goran Dragic, who actually tweaked yeah. his ankle tonight, but he's supposed to be fine. It's just going to be a couple nice. weeks out. He's been really nice. Second guy, Jalen Brown, been great on the defensive end, been solid on the offensive end too. I think that he deserves a little bit of love. I had Gary Trent coming out of nowhere, looking Ooh, like that's a, a good one, looking like a good player, line thrower. That bugs me. I didn't want him to be really good, but he do says deserving. that. That's okay. That's like saying Bryson DeChambeau bugs me being good at golf. Like, let, come on. <laughs> Too many Duke guys. I just didn't think he was going to like be this really good role player that he's become. I thought he had a chance to be a good shooter, and that's it. And I think that's all he'll ever be. But yeah, anyway, continue with your supporting cast here. Let me Let me correct myself. I'm not mad that he's having a good career. I just wish it wasn't Peter on the Portland. I Peter wish it actually, wasn't on the Portland Trailblazers of all teams. Peter goes to bed every night throwing uh, darts at a picture of Gary Trent hung up on his yeah, wall. My Steve Buscemi lipstick kill list. He he puts Gary his uh, cigarettes. He ashes them out on a Gary Trent poster on his wall. Yeah. Anyways, Gary Trent, good player. DeAndre Ayton. Stepping up in year two, big time, especially right. after that 25-game suspension. Brandon Clark, I've said enough about right. him. He's shown right. what he's made of. And then Kelly Olynyk, Miami Heat. This guy is phenomenal. He's one of the best backup centers in the league. He could probably start on some teams. He's a guy who I think would be an amazing fit with the Thunder. Nah, he's great when he's not trying to tear Kevin Love's arm off. Well, man, he is hitting threes. He does look good. Down. He's he passing the ball from, I mean, he's doing some Jokic stuff, like Jokic light. He honestly is. And, I mean, he's, they've kind of, 
run the offense through him a little bit more. And yeah, it's kind of interesting. It seems like the approach they've taken with Bam on the floor and how they kind of get him at the high post and run the offense through him sometimes. They've been doing mm-hmm. a little bit of that with Olenek, except he can stretch it a little bit more and is more of a threat to pop from three. So it's been cool to kind of see how they've taken what they've done with Bam and adapted it to Olenek a little bit. Yeah, I think he had 20 in the fourth quarter against the Nuggets, and then he had 15, six boards, and eight assists tonight against the Celtics without Jimmy. Dude's a that's, baller. That's solid. That's solid. He's, he is a solid playoff player. So the Miami Heat, I'm I'm just liking what I'm seeing. And I can't wait to watch the end of this Houston-Portland game. The bubble has been amazing so far. Hope our Thunder can pick it back up because that first game was awesome. We need Schroeder back. Jackson, you got anything else? I'm all in on the Suns. Let's roll. Got some more dubs to get. I can't wait, man. But You're in all reality, tonight. yeah, I, I mean, you I have am, to. Not. You have to. I, I know. I know. Uh, don't tell me that. Okay. Well, on that note, I think it's time we both jump out there and uh, catch the rest of this game because I'm itching to see what's going on right now. Yes, sir. All right. More NBA coming soon. We'll sprinkle some football in. We just need a little break after those division previews, but we'll be back. Love the The NBA is just full force right now. Tell your friends if you'd like the show. Five-star review. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace.